Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we'll delve into the groundbreaking realm of allergology with The End of Food Allergy by Dr. Kari Nadeau and Sloane Barnett. This enlightening book merges state of the art scientific research with compelling personal narratives to shine a light on one of the most significant medical advancements of our era the fight against food allergies. Dr. Kari Nadeau stands at the vanguard of this medical frontier. As the director of the Sean N. Parker Center for Allergy and Asthma Research at Stanford University and the Nadasi Foundation, professor of pediatric food allergy, immunology, and asthma, Dr. Nadeau's expertise is unparalleled. Her academic prowess is backed by an MD and a PhD from the prestigious Harvard Medical School. Sloane Barnett, a lawyer and journalist, brings a relatable perspective as the New York Times best-selling author of Green Goes With Everything, and as a mother who has witnessed her children's food allergies being reversed through Dr. Nadeau's innovative treatments. If you or a loved one grapples with food allergies, if you're an educator seeking understanding, or a medical professional keeping abreast of the latest research, this book is for you. The End of Food Allergy provides hope through its exploration of scientific discoveries and moving success stories. Join us for a riveting session that might just herald the dawn of a world where food allergies no longer cast their shadow over the dinner table. The End of Food Allergy the first program to prevent and reverse a 21st century epidemic. Introduction. Discover the dawn of a new era in food allergy eradication. Imagine a world where the fear of a peanut-containing candy or the shadow of a shellfish platter no longer looms large for millions. This isn't a flight of fancy. It's the direction in which groundbreaking advancements in science and medicine are definitively steering us. At this very moment, we're on the cusp of what may be one of the most transformative periods in the history of food allergy treatment and prevention. It's a beacon of hope for those who cringe at the sight of a restaurant menu, uncertain of which dish might trigger their immune system, and for parents who diligently scrutinize every food label with bated breath. The strides made in the understanding of food allergies and the mechanisms behind them have set the stage for an ambitious endgame making food allergies a remnant of the past. As we delve deeper into this narrative, even the fortunate ones who've never grappled with an EpiPen or a restrictive diet will be captivated by this tale of scientific ingenuity and perseverance. But a gentle reminder before our journey begins. For anyone living with food allergies, always engage with a healthcare professional before embarking on any changes to your eating habits. As we peel back the layers, prepare to uncover. The serendipitous snacking by a scientist that paved the way for a revelatory hypothesis, an unexpected culprit contributing to the rise in food allergies, and the paradoxical treatment strategies that might just hold the cure to this modern malady. Part 1. Challenging Established Beliefs. A Fresh Perspective on Food Allergies. In a world where cautionary measures often dictate the norms, Dr. Gideon Lack's observations in the early 21st century seemed like ripples against the current of established medical advice. As a pediatric allergist navigating the crests of peanut allergy cases in the UK, 
The surge in incidents was not just perplexing, it was alarming, especially against the backdrop of widely accepted guidelines advising parents to steer their infants clear of peanuts to prevent allergies. The advice was clinical and clear-cut, and yet, the peanut allergy rates doubled, leaving a trail of questions in its wake. Lack, fueled by curiosity and a keen eye for patterns, found himself on a path that would question long-standing practices and potentially reshape our approach to food allergies entirely. Here's the central point. Allergist Gideon Lack birthed a revolutionary hypothesis that upended traditional beliefs about food allergies. On a scholarly expedition to Tel Aviv, Dr. Lack posed a question that he'd asked countless times before, yet this time, the response was dramatically different. The hands raised by Israeli clinicians in response to his query about treating peanut allergies were sparse, a stark contrast to the forest of arms he'd become accustomed to in the UK. The prevalence of peanut allergies in Israeli children was a fraction of what he'd seen back home. Dr. Lack might have left this disparity at the door of geographical coincidence had it not been for an inconspicuous peanut-infused snack that he sampled out of simple curiosity. The snack was no novelty. It was a staple in the diets of Israeli infants, perhaps an unintentional but potent shield against allergies. Connecting the dots, Dr. Lack crafted a hypothesis that defied the grain. Could it be that early introduction, rather than avoidance of peanuts, might inoculate children against food allergies? Was the protective net parents had been casting actually doing more harm than good? To transform hypothesis into evidence required rigorous investigation. Dr. Lack had unveiled the first piece of the puzzle, raising profound questions about our methods in countering food allergies. But science thrives on proof, and further research beckoned. Part 2. The Silent Epidemic. The Startling Rise of Food Allergies Worldwide. Our story takes a step back to absorb an unsettling panorama. The surge of food allergies is not simply a quirk of British life, but a thread woven into a perplexing global tapestry. Just as allergist Gideon Lack was taking note of escalating peanut allergies in the UK, an ocean away, a parallel narrative was unfolding. In 1997, the United States had a relatively low incidence of peanut allergies. Less than half a percent of children affected. By the time 2018 rolled around, that statistic had spiked, climbing over fourfold. However, the plot thickens. Peanuts are merely the tip of the iceberg. Herein lies an important insight. Food allergies are a global concern, affecting children and adults alike, with rates on a disturbing incline. Beyond peanuts, there's an ensemble of eight key food allergens that stage allergic reactions, spanning eggs, fish, shellfish, wheat, soy, milk, and assorted tree nuts. This cast of culprits has been broadening its reach, casting a larger shadow across the globe over recent decades. Dramatic increases are most evident in the United States, where there was an over 8% climb in children battling food allergies between 1997 and 2011. But this is no isolated incident. As far afield as China, the percentage of infants with allergic reactions to food rose by nearly 8% within a decade. This trend doesn't spare adults either. Over 10% of grown-ups in the US and UK now navigate the complexities of food allergies, many grappling with this new reality later in life. 
This is a pattern replicated worldwide, leading researchers to estimate that food allergies plague up to 8% of children and 11% of adults globally, from Ghana to Japan, from Colombia to Australia. The numbers tell a story of varying intensity but consistent theme. Food allergies are a burgeoning health concern in nations with strikingly different cultural and dietary landscapes. In this landscape rife with alarming statistics, the stage is set for a paradigm shift. The world is ripe for a revolution in our understanding and management of food allergies. Part 3. Unraveling the Enigma of Food Allergies a multifaceted challenge. The earlier glimpse into Dr. Gideon Lack's revolutionary thinking offers just one vantage point from which to survey the landscape of food allergies. Though instances of these conditions are on the ascent, they're far from a novelty of the contemporary world. The quest to decipher them extends back to antiquity, with the likes of Hippocrates pondering over dairy-induced ailments. The modern era has made strides forward, unraveling layers of this age-old conundrum, yet vital pieces remain elusive, tucked away in the shadows of our limited understanding. Here's an essential point to internalize. There isn't a singular explanation that encapsulates the why behind food allergies. Instead, a tapestry of variables comes into play. Food allergies, at their core, arise from the immune system's misidentification of benign food proteins as hostile invaders. The alarm sirens blare, and a cascade of defensive reactions ensue, resulting in an array of symptoms from the mildly uncomfortable to the life-threatening. The intricacies of this immune misfire, however, present scientists with a jigsaw puzzle of daunting complexity. Theories abound. Some spotlight the role of genetic blueprints. Others implicate shifts in our microenvironmental milieus the evolving narrative of human diets, or even the intriguing dynamics of our gut microbiomes. Among these hypotheses, the genetic angle involving an antibody known as immunoglobulin E, or IgE, has garnered significant consideration. High IgE levels, which can be influenced by genetic factors, are a common thread among those with food allergies. But, This thread doesn't stitch the whole story together. High IgE levels don't invariably lead to allergies, leaving this explanation incomplete. What's increasingly evident is that the origins of food allergies are likely rooted in a tangle of intertwined factors, an intricate interaction among genetics, environment, and diet that defies a straightforward exposition. As we return to focus on Dr. Lack's groundbreaking postulation, bear in mind that it contributes to, rather than encompasses, the full narrative. Understanding food allergies requires patience and appreciation for the complex interplay of diverse elements. Dr. Lack's work is a crucial piece of the puzzle, yet it integrates with a broader, more complex scientific tableau. Part 4 investigating the mystery of peanut allergy prevalence. In the pursuit of understanding the disparity in peanut allergy rates between Israeli and British children, Dr. Gideon Lack found himself at a critical juncture. The stark difference in prevalence teased at an underlying pattern, one that might pivot on early dietary exposure to peanuts. Yet, in the scientific realm, intuition must stand the test of empirical evidence. 
Before Lack could brandish his hypothesis with confidence, alternate theories awaited scrutiny. The spotlight turned to genetics and potential links with other health conditions as possible culprits behind the allergy divide. Here lies the crux. The spread of peanut allergies cannot be justly attributed to genetics or comorbid medical issues. Intent on unveiling the truth, Dr. Lack and his team embarked on an investigative journey, collating data on a significant cohort of Jewish children from both Israel and the UK. Why select Jewish children for the study? The rationale lay in their shared genetic lineage, enabling a controlled examination of genetic influence, or the lack thereof. Comparable rates of asthma between the groups further honed the focus, nullifying it as a differential factor. The children's mirrored backgrounds set the stage. If peanut allergy disparities persisted despite these genetic and medical consistencies, other explanations would lose their footing. The findings were telling. No genetic or asthmatic threads could weave an explanation for the differing allergy rates. Furthermore, Lack and his colleagues meticulously considered and cast aside other potential factors, such as socioeconomic status, and an array of allergic conditions with potential ties to peanut allergies, from milk to tree nuts, from hay fever to eczema. That eczema, seemingly a skin issue distant from the digestive tumult of a peanut allergy, could harbor relevance may come as a surprise. Yet the link between severe eczema and peanut allergy risk is undeniable, sparking curiosity and shedding light on a new angle in the investigative maze. Understanding this interplay between eczema and peanut allergies was not merely an academic exercise. It laid the groundwork for what Dr. Lack and his team would delve into next. With the peripheral assumptions pruned away, the stage was set to probe deeper into the heart of food allergy science. Part 5. Could our skin be the unsuspecting gateway to food allergies? Within the intrigue of eczema's relationship with peanut allergies, lies a fundamental truth about our skin. It's our body's first line of defense. It's the steadfast guardian that blocks malicious external elements from slipping into our bloodstream and inciting chaos. And yet, for some individuals with conditions like eczema, this sentinel is compromised, its armor chinked and vulnerable. Enter the dual allergen exposure theory a compelling narrative that proposes an unexpected protagonist in the story of food allergies, our very own skin. Here's the intriguing premise. The dual allergen exposure theory posits that skin may be a primary avenue through which food allergies arise. Picture an infant nestled in a home where the parents diligently adhere to prevailing wisdom, keeping peanuts far from the child's plate in hopes of averting allergies. The logic seems sound. Neutralize the risk by neutralizing the exposure to the potential allergen. But here's the rub. Peanut particles don't solely invade through the digestive tract. They can also breach our defenses via the skin. A family member who snacks on a peanut butter sandwich could inadvertently dust surfaces with microscopic peanut proteins. The lingering residue on their hands or lips can persist for hours waiting for an opportunity to make contact with the baby's skin. For an infant already struggling with eczema, the permeability of their skin opens the floodgates, transforming every touch or kiss into a potential infiltration of peanut proteins. Without prior oral exposure to the innocuous substance, 
the baby's immune system might mistake these proteins as nefarious, activating its armory and defense. Like a siren flagging the approach of invaders, this immune response can kick off a series of events culminating in a full-fledged peanut allergy. And the dual allergen exposure theory doesn't limit itself to peanuts. This pathway of skin exposure leading to allergies could very well apply to all common allergens. With this theory in hand, researchers like Dr. Gideon Lack probe deeper into the interplay of skin exposure and dietary impacts on food allergy development, a quest that may very well redefine how we approach allergy prevention in the future. Part 6. Turning the Tables. A Tantalizing Hypothesis on Allergen Exposure. As the dual allergen exposure theory gradually unfurled its narrative, evidence began to emerge, lending credence to its assertions. Observations revealed that the homes of infants allergic to peanuts were awash in the very allergen their bodies rejected, setting them apart from their resilience-bearing contemporaries. Further research even pinpointed topical exposure to peanut oil as an unforeseen catalyst for allergy development in the years that follow. Yet, the story is not one of condemnation for the skin or the allergenic trespassers it encounters. The quandary arises not from mere exposure, but rather from a confluence of dermal contact with a pervasive avoidance of feeding infants allergen-containing foods. Here unfolds the essence of Gideon Lack's hypothesis. Introducing allergens through diet might be a baby's ticket away from future allergies, or conversely, the lack thereof could usher them in. The underpinnings of Lack's proposition were twofold. Consuming foods laced with allergens might prime the infantile immune system to greet these substances with a congenial handshake instead of a hostile clash. Conversely, shunning these foods might inadvertently condition the immune system to deem them adversaries upon later skin contact or accidental ingestion. The ramifications of this hypothesis, if proven true, would be nothing short of colossal. For generations, an avoidance mantra had echoed through the corridors of medical advice, cautioning parents and expectant mothers in particular against the inclusion of potential allergens in their diets. This guidance was wholeheartedly embraced by many a vigilant parent, with a steadfast alliance to its preventive promise. Yet as time unfurled, rather than witnessing a decline, the prevalence of food allergies ballooned to staggering heights. If Dr. Gideon Lack's insights were on the mark, this escalating trend might not be coincidental, but rather a bleak testament to the potential harms of misguided advice. The twist in the tale would be dramatic. Instead of steering clear, parents might indeed be wise to weave allergenic foods into their baby's meals, and pregnant and breastfeeding mothers might benefit from welcoming these foods into their own diets instead of eschewing them. But as with any bold scientific postulate, it faced the ultimate arbiter, the rigorous trial of evidence. The hypothesis held promise, tremendous promise, but it was draped in a garb of uncertainty, a hefty if that loomed defiantly, waiting to be unraveled. Part 7. The Breakthrough Discovery. Early peanut exposure reduces allergy risk. The stage was set for a definitive inquiry into Dr. Gideon Lack's pivotal hypothesis. Could introducing peanuts to an infant's diet act as a safeguard, a sort of vaccine against developing allergies? Enter the LEAP study. 
the endeavor that promised clarity on this pressing question. Representing the phrase, learning early about peanut allergy, the study's acronym LEAP, was more than mere wordplay. It represented a potential jump forward in allergy prevention. The year 2006 marked the commencement of this rigorous investigation, which would span nearly a decade. Finally, in 2015, the curtains drew back to reveal the insights that had been meticulously crafted across years, involving significant effort, peanut provisions, and 640 willing young participants. Here is the revelation. The LEAP study affirmed Lack's hypothesis, demonstrating that early peanut consumption markedly decreases the likelihood of developing peanut allergies. For the study, Dr. Lack and his team curated a group of infants, most of whom were free from peanut allergies but bore a heightened risk due to severe eczema, egg allergies, or both. These children were the study's central figures divided into two cohorts. One group was to embrace peanuts in their food, while the other group sailed in the opposite direction, evading peanuts entirely for two years, both approaches under meticulous scrutiny. By the time these infants had blossomed into children at the age of five, the results painted a convincing picture. The youngsters who had peanuts as a staple in their early diet exhibited a striking decrease in subsequent peanut allergy development, an 86% reduction for those not initially allergic, to be precise. Perhaps even more surprisingly, those who had peanut allergies at the study's beginning noted a substantial 70% reduction in their allergic response. It seems that the study was aptly named for it indeed, marked a monumental leap in the understanding and management of food allergies. Dr. Lack's hypothesis had not only stood the test, but had emerged as a beacon of hope, reshaping our perspectives on pediatric diets and allergy prevention. Part 8. Navigating the world of allergen introduction. Promising practices balanced with caution. The conclusions of the LEAP study rippled out into the world of food allergy research, setting the stage for a series of subsequent investigations. Eager researchers launched into acronyms galore. Leap on, eat, petit, beat, star, step, heap. Each study designed to probe further into the initially promising premises of early food allergen exposure. Ideally, this unfolding chapter would depict these subsequent studies as resounding echoes of the LEAP study's success, collectively giving us a crystal clear picture of how to proceed with all food allergies. And to an extent, they did. But the story, much like science itself, is nuanced. Here's the takeaway. Early introduction of allergenic foods to infants generally seems beneficial, though important distinctions must be heeded. Without descending into the labyrinth of each study and its specific findings, the overarching message became this. Follow-up research, particularly LEAPON, reaffirmed the notion that early exposure to peanuts could, in fact, build a formidable defense against allergies. The EAT study ventured further, suggesting the safety of early exposure to a range of allergenic foods, including sesame, milk, fish, eggs, and wheat. Therefore, the once unchallenged doctrine of withholding allergenic foods from young children's diets began to crumble, replaced by newfound insights into potential preventative strategies. However, not all data pointed unequivocally in favor of diversifying infants' diets with allergens.
There were questions around optimal quantities and frequencies, variables left yet to be fine-tuned in the grand recipe of allergy prevention. When it came to preventing egg allergies, other studies yielded a mixed bag. While several aligned with the LEAP study's encouraging conclusions, others, like HEAP, raised flags about the risks involved, with adverse reactions leading to hospitalizations during petite and HEAP studies. Hence, the last word is a note of prudence. Introducing allergenic foods could be key to building tolerance, but simplicity is not the nature of this beast. Parents, especially those with children at heightened risk of allergies, are not to navigate this terrain alone. The first step should always involve a conversation with a healthcare professional, calibrating their approach against the backdrop of emerging but complex evidence. The story continues to unfold, promising but peppered with caveats. Advancement awaits, with caution as its companion. Part 9. OIT. A food allergy therapy revolutionizing patient lives. The saga of food allergies once underscored by the echoing refrain to avoid, has given way to an emerging chorus that champions inclusion over exclusion in infant diets. This paradigmatic shift signals a victory for precautionary tales, paving the path to a future less marred by allergic afflictions. But what solace does this new doctrine offer to those already entrenched in the battle against food allergies? Heralding in a season of hope comes a trailblazing therapeutic strategy. Oral immunotherapy, often succinctly symbolized by its acronym OIT. Here's an insight worth digesting. Oral immunotherapy holds the potential to overturn the course of established food allergies. Oral immunotherapy is rooted in the principle of re education. It banks on the ability to coax a misguided immune system back onto the correct path, realigning its perception of friend and foe in the context of food proteins. The methodology is one of patience and painstaking precision. The journey commences with the minutest confrontation, introducing carefully measured and sterilized morsels of the allergen, a quantity so small it's unlikely to trigger an adverse reaction. From there, the increments of exposure creep up incrementally, a strategic and controlled climb, striving to dull the immune system's overzealous reaction over time. Desensitization is the end game reshaping the immune response to become benign rather than combative. Some journey down this path seeking the peace of mind that comes with the ability to withstand trivial amounts, inoculating themselves against the accidental traces that menace their everyday lives. Others surmount steeper summits, aiming to integrate sizable portions of the food in question back into their diets. But the excursion through OIT isn't without its challenges. The process is long, the increments painstakingly slow and not without risk or discomfort. The question of how far to tread the OIT path is a personal one, varying widely depending on individual goals and the tolerances they hope to achieve. As we inch closer towards a conclusive dialogue on the treatment of food allergies, oral immunotherapy stands as a testament to scientific advancement and a beacon of hope to many. However, With all the potential it embodies, OIT demands respect and care, a journey embarked upon with due consideration of the hurdles that line the way. Part 10. Optimizing OIT, a brighter future for food allergy treatments. 
for individuals navigating the tumultuous waters of food allergies, oral immunotherapy emerges as a lighthouse, a beacon that signifies both progress and challenges ahead. Here's the optimistic part of the OIT narrative. It's effective. Empirical evidence, bolstered by robust studies and trials, confirms OIT's success in enabling individuals with peanut allergies, for instance, to reintegrate peanut proteins into their diet without adverse effects. A groundbreaking study in 2019 underscored this, showcasing an impressive 84% success rate amongst its participants by the treatment's conclusion. But with optimism must come a dose of reality. The journey through OIT is no stroll in the park. It's rigorous, taxing, and carries risks, landing us at the less-than-rosy aspect of the therapy. Here's where things stand currently. OIT is evolving to be less taxing, less perilous, and more time-efficient. The OIT regimen's duration hinges on the goals set. Protection against inadvertent allergen encounters spans approximately six months, whereas full-fledged desensitization takes roughly two years. Coupled with this is a considerable demand on a patient's time requiring consistent, bi-weekly commitment to sessions that extend over several hours. Inviting an allergic response without crossing the threshold is a delicate dance performed during each session. In the past, missteps were common, leading patients to endure severe allergic reactions. Yet as OIT matures and becomes more sophisticated, these instances are fading, making way for lighter, less common reactions. A key player in streamlining OIT is omalizumab, a medication that accelerates desensitization. And hot on its heels are other contenders, all with Zumab suffix names, each vying to make OIT even more expeditious and patient-friendly. Beyond OIT, the horizon is broadening with an exciting repertoire of potential treatments from food allergy vaccines that prime the immune system to intercept allergic reactions, to the avant-garde realm of gene therapy, which dives into the genetic code to restructure the immune system from within. In a world where uncertainties abound, one thing shines through with relative clarity. The days ahead hold promise for food allergy sufferers. With each scientific stride, the shadow of food allergies recedes, revealing a landscape charged with hope and innovation. Final summary. The landscape of food allergy treatment is undergoing a transformative shift, charting a path toward a reality where these conditions may become relics of history. At the heart of this hopeful future are groundbreaking realizations about allergen exposure and cutting-edge therapeutic practices. The takeaway is profound and offers a ray of hope. Early dietary inclusion of allergenic foods has the potential to significantly reduce the risk of developing food allergies. Furthermore, oral immunotherapy, through cautious and incremental exposure to allergens, is showing great promise in helping individuals who are already affected to build tolerance against their respective food adversities. This story of scientific discovery underscores a counterintuitive but crucial strategy. Proactive exposure rather than avoidance may be the master key to managing and potentially conquering food allergies, a bright spot on the medical horizon promising relief and normalcy for millions around the globe. 
Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.